BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you to earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Navy Federal also offers equity loan options to help you get the funds you need to consolidate high interest debt, work on home improvements, or cover any of life's big expenses. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, their members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. Here at How to Money, we're always encouraging listeners to think about some of the different ways they can earn some money on the side to reach their financial goals. And guess what? While you're away, your home could also earn extra income. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. Yeah, hosting is a lot easier than you might think, and you don't need to Airbnb a whole house. You can just host your extra spare room. So consider becoming an Airbnb host, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Matt here for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan, though the kids prefer the the mango lemonade. It's organic, it's non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. Just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing battling money anxiety. Yeah, Joel, I just saw a report by a financial services organization, and they reported that 85% of Americans experience uh, anxiety around their money. These uh, negative impacts have effects on their health, their social lives, and their careers as well. So I think it's very timely and important that we're talking about anxiety, specifically you know, our anxiety and how it pertains to our money. We're going to talk about mental health a little bit, and we're going to talk about some specific ways that we can reduce the amount of anxiety that we have surrounding our money. Yeah, no, I think that's so helpful because money anxiety is, is yeah, like you said, a huge problem. It affects eight and a half out of 10 of us. Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's, that's quite a bit of people that are, that are affected by money anxiety. And I think there are you know, really good tips that we can give to help mitigate. Some of them are, are mental things, ways that we need to approach our money. And then other things that we need to discuss are, are money moves that we need to make in order to be able to, to reduce the anxiety that we feel about our financial situation. So we're going to get into all that stuff today on the show. But Matt, before we get to that, 
you, we had a listener write in about a, a strategy to, to save money at the grocery store. And I know you responded and, and you mentioned the credit card that you use at the grocery store. But what was his take and kind of, yeah, what, what do you think about uh, using, a, what was it, a prepaid card? Yeah, prepaid cards. And that's not something we've talked about before, but he was mentioning this specific card. It's called Akimbo, <laughs> A-K-I-M-B-O. Makes me think to Kimbe Mutombo, who was a basketball player for the Hawks <laughs> for a long time. And he used to <laughs> wag his finger in people's faces after he blocked their shot. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, he just smushed his name together and you get this card, this prepaid <laughs> card. So what's interesting about going with prepaid cards, and this isn't something we've really talked about before uh, when it comes to budgeting. We, we tend to go to the extreme of saying, hey, if you really needed to take control of your spending, look to the envelope system. A lot of people do that where they will withdraw a certain amount of cash and they literally will have that cash on them and they will only use that amount of cash. And once they're out of money, they're out of money, right? And so you can see this really playing out well when it comes to groceries, when it comes to entertainment. Yeah, there's a hard limit. Really helpful for a lot of people. Exactly. You, you would have to go and withdraw more cash, you know? <laughs> yeah, so it would be a more painful process to kind of cheat, right? <laughs> there's something tangible that runs out versus, you know, you're putting that money on a credit card and there isn't a tangible limit necessarily. And so I think prepaid cards, first of all, can be a great alternative to using cash because you can put a certain amount of money on that card. And what's great about that is once you run out of money on that card, well, that's it. You know, like you need to wait until the first of the month before you're able to replenish that money. Uh, but with this specific card, one of the things that was the coolest feature about the Akimbo card was that you could set up text alerts. And so every time you make a purchase with that card, it'll A, tell you how much you just spent, and B, it'll tell you the remaining balance that you have left on that card. And that is, is kind of uh, a game changer, man. Because well, that's because you were doing that manually, and that's why yes. he, he wrote in to tell yeah, you about this. Exactly. Because you text your wife like a, a couple times a month. Yeah, a couple times about what the balance is on the grocery budget, or it, her specific uh, money, or yours. I mean, like you're exactly. updating the entertainment funds, that kind of stuff. And he was like, uh, "Dude, let Akimbo do it for you." <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, exactly. Because Kate, she's interested in our finances, but not to the extent that I am, right? And so, like, she wants to know what these updates are, but she's not going to go seek them out herself. And so if she automatically got these updates, because you know, in our family, she 100% handles the groceries. That's one of her areas of expertise and what she purchases. But if she were to get an update on her phone that told her how much was left, man, she has perfectly up to date information automatically. She doesn't have to come check in with me, you know, a couple times a month. That's assuming that I haven't been proactive and sent her that information ahead of time. Uh, but it just streamlines things and makes things easier. And so the big question, though, is, is it worth me not getting my 6% on groceries? Because yeah. I think I just mentioned this to you uh, recently on an episode. But I got that blue cash preferred American Express card. And we get 6% on groceries. And that is the highest percentage you can get cash back on a regular card. So regardless, I think we are going to try this out, though, because I want to... Just try it out and just to know what that feels like, see how it changes maybe me and Kate's relationship, the dynamics there a little bit, and if it works out better. And in the end, if we end up not going over budget slightly because that information is readily available, well, then it, it, it's worth not getting that 6% back, right? Yeah. Uh, it might be worth not having these, you know, small arguments uh, <laughs> over over the monthly budget. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll gladly lose 6% cash back <laughs> to avoid some arguments. Exactly. But I'm a numbers guy and I see 6% that I'm leaving on the table, you know, of about 500 bucks a month, which is what we spend on groceries. And that's not chump change. Essentially, that's, that's sort of the fee that I'm paying in order to go to a system that would be a little bit easier. So. Yeah. Well, I'll say I haven't really looked into the Akimbo card. I know there are lots of different kinds of prepaid cards out there. And so, yeah, one thing I think is important to mention here, if someone is thinking about doing a prepaid card, a lot of prepaid cards have 
a lot of nasty fees associated with them. So that's something to be aware of before you do jump into using prepaid cards in order to kind of help you budget. It, it Yeah, it could if there are zero fee uh, prepaid cards that make it easier for you, right? And provide text alerts like this, then it can be a, a win-win to, to be able to help you budget well, but not uh, have tons of cash sitting in your pocket because that's an awkward place to be too. But yeah, just something for people to be aware of. A lot of these prepaid cards come with monthly fees, come with lack of usage fees and stuff like that. And so you just don't want your money to be drained that's on the card because you chose that route instead of instead of something else that, that just wouldn't uh, fee you to death. Exactly. So yeah, it's a lot to consider because you have the behavioral relationship side of it and then you've got the numbers and cents side of it as well. You need to take all those things into account. But, uh, but yeah, hopefully we, this is something we can try out soon and I'll let you know how it goes. All right. Sounds good. I look forward to hearing. All right, Matt, let's mention the beer that we're having on the show today. We're drinking a beer called Sour Opal. It's an American wild ale by Firestone Walker, big brewery out of California. And our buddy Josh sent this one to us. So yeah, looking forward to having this one with you, man. Yeah, he was kind enough to send us a bunch of beers. Uh, This is one that was kind of sitting in the back of the fridge. (laughs) We had a bunch of his a few months ago, Uh, but I'm really excited about this one. And we'll definitely share our notes and what we think about this beer at the end of the episode. Yeah, for sure. But now on to the subject at hand, Matt, we're talking about battling money anxiety. And it is just a a highly relevant issue, even more relevant right now. uh, People's money anxieties are flaring up as you know, the unemployment numbers are, are pretty dismal and uh, people are just having a tough time with their personal finances in a rough economy. And it's also important to note that money anxiety doesn't just plague low-income earners, right? More and more stories have been written in recent years about well-off people admitting their own money anxieties, their own difficulties with money. People making $100,000 or more are living paycheck to paycheck just like half of Americans are. So that anxiety that comes with managing your money, it's not something rare or unique. You're not alone if you are somebody who does find their personal finances to be an anxiety-producing area of their life. And people prone to anxiety or depression are 25% less likely to have a retirement account where they're saving for the future. That's not good. And that's according to a 2017 finding from a Cornell study. These anxieties are doing great harm to the reality on the ground of people building up and saving for their future, Matt. So it's not just that we feel these things, but the, but these feelings, the, the anxious feelings that come along with not handling our money well or, or being unsure about how to go about handling our money. Uh, it, it produces actually an inability to, to take positive action in the future. And so it is a topic that, that we really do need to cover. Yeah, well, really, the question is, uh, what came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> do, do they not have a retirement account because they're anxious? Or are they anxious because they don't have any money in the bank, man? Could uh, be a little bit of both. Yeah, and, and I think it is. And obviously, like, it's not a one-size-fits-all sort of situation. Like, People have varied circumstances with lots of different things going on in their lives. And you know, our finances are only a small part of it. Obviously, that's what we're going to be focusing on today is the money aspect of it and how that anxiety is sort of manifesting itself in our finances, you know, and this the stress and this anxiety that we have, it seems to be getting worse. Uh, the president of the American Psychiatry Association, Anita Everett, she said that U.S. adults are increasingly anxious, particularly about health, safety, and finances. Right? In COVID nineteen, it hasn't done anything to lessen the impact of anxiety on our nation. Most of us are feeling familial and financial stressors even more now uh, than we normally would. Uh, There's some new research from Qualtrics. They show that since the health crisis began, that 38% of folks reported increased insomnia. Half of respondents felt more irritable. And 67% of people say that they have higher levels of stress altogether. Man, I know for me, 
I guess this isn't really money related, but like just going to the grocery store stresses me out a little bit. I know yeah. before there was a, a whole lot of good data out there as far as what you were supposed to be doing. The CDC hadn't uh, instituted the you know the face coverings you know mask rule essentially, but like I would go into the grocery store and I would kind of hold my breath like <laughs> like when I would walk past groups of people because like I didn't know what else to do. And I realized that holding your breath really stresses you out while you're trying to <laughs> run around the grocery store with a shopping list. I do not recommend that. But yeah, I mean, the, the stress shows itself in all sorts of ways in our lives. And, and yeah, we see that played out in a big way when it comes to our money. Well, I'm glad I didn't find you passed out in the bacon aisle with a blue face or something like that. <laughs> I'm like shooting for the exit. And I'm like, I think I can make it. I think I can make it. I can't make it. I can't make it. <laughs> and down goes Matt. Uh, well, Matt, I, I got to say too that this issue in particular is is pretty personal uh, in, in my life. My wife struggles with anxiety. It's been something that, that we've had to talk about more and more through the years. It's something that we have to kind of maintain constant communication on. Like, how are your anxiety levels? It's something that we've kind of grown accustomed to, to having be a part of our lives. And I've learned a lot about it as we've grown together through dealing with the difficulties that come with kind of some of the anxious tendencies that she has. Medication has helped some, but we've also had to be just really intentional in order to combat these anxieties together uh, as a couple. And so, yeah, we're fortunate that, that money isn't one of the reasons behind her anxiety because, you know, we have done a pretty good job over the years of, of handling it well. But that's why I think tack tackling this topic feels so important is because it is personal in a lot of ways to me uh, and to our family. Well, dude, thanks for sharing that. You know, money, anxiety, and just financial stress in general, like that's something that most all of us deal with in, in one way or another, right? It's a very real thing. And even though a lot of us, we might try and deny it, we're all more susceptible to it than we realized. One of the biggest problems, I think, is not even realizing that we might already have this anxiety. You know, it might be present in our lives now. And so what we want to talk about next are the, the different signs, uh, the symptoms of some of this financial stress. And we'll talk about those right after the break. I think there are a lot of folks who start small businesses and they're surprised at the amount of behind the scenes, the admin type work that they're not all that thrilled about. Getting your books together with, uh, with some final figures so that you can file your corporate taxes, for instance. That's something we've been in the middle of. But it can really gum up the gears, potentially keeping you from doing the work you love. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000. 25 and 1. That's right. Yeah, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. There's a lot of power in the simplification of having all that information in one place. Helps you make better decisions. That's right. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash howtomoney. That's netsuite.com slash howtomoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash howtomoney. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. 
And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. I got my first life insurance policy almost a decade ago. And hey, I'm still kicking it. I very much hope that trend continues, Matt. And since then, I've actually added coverage via Policy Genius. And if you out there, you're listening and you're worried that this is going to be a massive pain getting life insurance, think again. Policy Genius made it an incredibly easy process. If you have loved ones who rely on you and your income, Life insurance is a crucial part of your financial plan. Not only does it provide a financial backstop for your family, it also gives you peace of mind too. Plus, the longer you wait, the more rates go up because life insurance rates typically increase as you get older. So if this is something you've been putting off, it's time to make it happen now. That's right. Yeah, and even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, now we're back from the break. We're talking about battling money anxiety. And in particular, people need to know what the signs are that they might be dealing with. And I mean, I think some people might be like, duh, I'm pulling my hair out over here, like <laughs> looking at my bank statement. And so some people might just automatically know that they're suffering from, from money anxiety. Some of our listeners who are handling money really well might not have as much of a clue, though, that it still does plague them. And I know that can be the case for me, that sometimes, you know, money issues do come up in my brain. They cause me some anxiety, but... It's not because I'm living hand to mouth. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. It's just because I'm not thinking or handling that situation very well. And yeah, so so, so knowing some of these signs can be can be really helpful uh, and and really shine a light on what might actually be happening beneath the surface. Yeah, some of these symptoms might be more subtle than we realize. 
Yeah, completely. Yeah, so let's get into a, a few of them real quick. And one is paying too much attention to the stock market, financial news, and your 401k balance. In this downturn, we've experienced a lot of stock market volatility. And so if you're tending to head to CNBC way more than you used to, you're checking your 401k balance on a daily basis or a weekly basis. Well, that's a sign that you have some financial anxiety. And if you can't let it go, if you can't turn those things off, then that is definitely a sign you need to watch out for. Yeah, man. I think this is especially true too for us, you and me. Like We're relatively young and we've got a lot of younger listeners. And so if you are investing for the long haul, you don't need to look at your, your balances daily or even weekly because it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what the market's doing right now because the impact of these fluctuations that we have currently uh, are going to have such a small impact on the amount that we have in our nest egg you know, 20 and 30 years from now. So if you are a younger listener in particular in your 20s or 30s, checking your portfolio and looking at your balance, that really shouldn't even be a, a practice you have at all. Yeah. So that's one sign. Feeling depressed when you even start to think about money, budgeting and saving. I mean, just kind of realizing, Matt, that you have to get a handle on things, that you need to take some action and just getting into a funk because of it, not being able to, to even make that first stab at opening up a, a Mint account or a YNAB account to start tracking and just feeling a general kind of sense of, of malaise when when you are uh, trying to confront some of the money issues that do exist in your life. That's another sign that you are financially anxious. And, and another one too is, is too much emotion associated with attempts at frugality. So if you are trying to make some frugal moves, you're trying to, to cut back on subscription services, you're trying to cut the cable cord, you're trying to lower uh, your, your internet bill, you, whatever it is that you're trying to do to, to change the way you handle money and to save money, but the way you handle it emotionally is just a little chaotic, then I would say that's a sign that you're, you're too money anxious and something needs to change. You know, Joel, and what's interesting about like that point too is that all those things you talked about, you know, like cutting your subscriptions, like finding ways to save more money, investing more, like these are all things that we talk about all the time on the show. <laughs> and so basically, maybe what we're saying is that by listening to our show, maybe that's causing you anxiety. <laughs> so stop listening. No, that's not what we're saying. No, that's a terrible idea. These are still good things to know and to be aware of, right? Like you need to have that knowledge. But at the same time, we need to strive after not uh, judging our worth based on how much we're able to reduce our expenses, how much we're able to increase our saving, right? It's good to do these things. But if we are, you know, like you said, if we're being too chaotic, if we're being too emotional about it, if we're tying our worth to how much of this we're actually able to get done, if we're tying our personal worth, you know, to our net worth, how much we actually have uh, in the bank account, well, like that's when it can become unhealthy, right? So a, a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today are, are good things to do. So I just wanted to mention that quickly because just to kind of reframe what it is that we're talking about here, a lot of the stuff that we talk about are good things but can always be taken to an unhealthy level. Yeah. And there are a lot of people too, Matt, who are handling their money really well, but they have an unhealthy frugal obsession. And over frugality can really harm a relationship. It can harm you as an individual. So yeah, we love frugality, but there's a balance, right? That, that comes along with everything in life. And I think we try to approach money from a, a balanced standpoint where we don't want people to, to cut to the bone in order to, to save a few extra dollars. There's a place where we can approach frugality, cutting back, being thoughtful with our money in a way that doesn't necessarily pile on to our anxious feelings. Yeah. And so another couple maybe symptoms of financial anxiety is maybe the opposite of what we're talking about here. Instead of being so frugal, maybe you just don't really care anymore and you're letting others take the reins and completely resigning yourself 
from even thinking about money. Yeah, that could be a spouse, a partner, or that could also be a financial advisor, either one of those people. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're just letting the reins go completely, that's a sign that maybe you've let money anxiety take over to the point that you've relented completely from, from even thinking about it. Yeah. And even on the flip side of that as well is maybe if you're trying to take full control over all of your finances, including the things that we don't have control over, we're going to talk more about that later on. But you know, again, there's, there's two sides of the coin. Another sign you might be suffering from some financial anxiety is if you go on some shopping sprees when you're not feeling so great, right? Like if you go on these spending binges to help you to feel a little bit better, maybe spending some money after you've had a hard day at work, or maybe you've had an argument with your partner, or if you find yourself spending money regularly, you know, it doesn't even have to be a lot of money, but even if it's a small amount, but it's something that you do every single time to kind of lift your spirits a little bit, that could certainly be a sign of some financial stress. And so those are just a few examples, right? Like we, we all let our money anxieties uh, manifest themselves in our lives in, in different ways. Uh, but it is important to think about what ways those anxieties are triggered in order to deal with them at all. Yeah, Matt. So, so let's talk about some practical ways to combat the anxiety that people might be feeling if they realize that some of those symptoms of money anxiety, that those were you know, true to form for them, that, th- that they exist in their life. Well, well, how do we start combating that? And, and a few of the first things are, are we, well, we need to talk about resiliency and mental health. And first, it's, I think it's really important to recognize that anxiety is normal. You gave the stat, 85% of Americans suffer from some sort of money anxiety. And anxiety is kind of uh, just a, a part of the human condition overall. None of us can completely avoid it. And it's helped us to survive unprecedented things throughout our history, right? Anxiety actually has a positive effect in some ways. It's almost a, a physical necessity. But it's also important to mitigate unhelpful, anxious feelings. And so to stay active, making exercise a priority, getting good sleep, those physical actions can have a massive impact on your overall ability to battle money anxiety in your life. And Joel, it's worth mentioning, right, that you and I, we are not psychiatrists or psychologists. We're not trained counselors here. But a lot of what we're saying here, I believe, is something that any of those folks would say, which is that you need to have some balance in your life. You're talking about maintaining healthy relationships, maintaining physical health. I think anytime we we tend to find ourselves drawn into one specific niche or tiny little area of our life obsessively, it can have negative effects. And so by seeking after balance in our lives as a whole, I think that we can all intuitively see how that could benefit us. Yeah, you can't completely divorce the money anxieties you feel from the other habits that you have in your life. And if you're having a hard time with those other things, it's going to have an impact on the anxieties you feel over your money. And also too, we just said anxiety is normal. It's really important for us to recognize that as being a normal part of our life. But two, it's important to to give ourselves the ability to be honest and to maybe even get mad about something that hasn't gone our way. I'm sure that many of us have experienced more anger or tears over the last couple of months as we have been in lockdown mode in our homes. It's been hard financially. It's been hard physically. It's been hard familially, relationally. This this whole thing is taking a toll on so many of us. But most of us tend to feel shame when we let our emotions get out of control. And it's important to, to give our emotions a place to exist and not just to tamp them down below the surface because then they're going to potentially boil up in kind of just unhealthy spending patterns or unhealthy ways of looking at our finances and not to mention the the other detrimental effects of not actually letting our emotions out in a healthy way. If we're just pushing them down under the surface, something's bound to boil over and it's going to be a more toxic event when that actually happens. Yeah, buddy. That's right. All the emotions are important, just like uh, on on that movie Inside Out, right? (laughs) Right. Yes. Yeah. You don't want Money Island to go crumbling. (laughs) (laughs) You need to have all the emotions working together in a healthy way in order to have a well-functioning person. (laughs) 
another thing that we can do as well is to accept reality. I think it's important for us to maybe point out the obvious here as well. Uh, and that is that we have very little control over these issues that our world is dealing with right now. The events that are unfolding are unprecedented. And so if we are able to accept that reality for what it is, um, that this is our life now, or you know, at least for the time being, then we could greatly reduce the amount of stress that is going to be in our lives. Yeah, you're not alone. And the reality of things sucks for so many people right now. So kind of accepting that reality can yeah, have a really positive impact mentally, Matt. And I think too, it's important to note that some people really do need to seek real mental health. Anxiety is caused, of course, by by so much more than just money issues. So if anxiety is a consistent issue in your life, there are resources to, to help you out. So we would recommend go see your doctor. The National Alliance on Mental Illness also has resources on their site, local resources to help you as well, to help connect you to a professional. So that's important to note too, that as Matt and I are not professionals, <laughs> that we're talking about money anxiety here. There are other things that are going on in your life in all likelihood, and we don't have the answers to all of them. And so yeah, seeking real professional help might be where you need to turn. But Matt and I, we do have some expertise and in particular with what you should do with your money in order to really curb those anxieties to be able to help you make more positive choices. And we're going to get to some of those things right after the break. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned and sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Hey, folks, it's Matt. I've got to tell you about something new I've been trying this year. I've been drinking a little Health Aid kombucha every day, and I feel amazing. It comes in so many delicious flavors, but my favorites so far are Pink Lady Apple and Ginger Lemon. So what exactly is Health Aid kombucha? Well, it is a fermented, bubbly, probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice, and it's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet and a little tangy, and very refreshing. I'm sure you've heard about the importance of gut health and supporting uh, your overall health. It's something I've read up on a good bit over the past year, which is why I've made Health Aid Kombucha a part of my everyday routine. Literally every afternoon, I'll have some. It's super easy, and it's affordable, too. My favorite grocery store, Aldi, they carry it as well. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. A big part of being a responsible adult is taking care of the things you care about. For instance, my bike that I ride in to work on. I keep the tires pumped. I keep the chain greased. Gone are the days of leaving your bike out in the rain for weeks at a time, like a kid. (laughs) Simply put, the things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. And making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. 
Go to trustandwill.com slash howtomoney for 10% off plus free document shipping. As the primary breadwinner for our family, I've taken the steps to ensure that Kate and the kids that they're going to be taken care of if something terrible happens to me. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Their simple step-by-step process guides you from start to finish with ease. So get the peace of mind you deserve by creating your estate plan with Trust and Will. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Okay, Joel, we're talking about Money anxiety, right? And we, we discussed some of the general things that we can do when it comes to mental health and our anxiety there. But let's go ahead now and dive into some of these specific money things that we can do to reduce the amount of anxiety that we have surrounding our personal finances. And the first thing that we want to cover is to make sure that you are doing what it is that you can do. We each have a locus of control. And so we need to know what it is and make changes to those specific things. Uh, It's when we try and control the uncontrollable, that's what leads to anxiety. So maybe uh, the downtime that you have because you're in your home a lot more these days, now is the perfect time to create a budget. Or maybe you can finally write down the why behind your money. Just don't resign to to not do anything at all productive. Uh, That sort of procrastination, that putting off of things uh, that we know that we need to do, that can compound the anxieties that we are currently feeling. Yeah, man, I think if you've got a long to-do list and it's Saturday afternoon and you instead decide to watch five hours of Tiger King on Netflix, you're going to feel even worse about that to-do list when you're done. It's not going to feel good. And so, yeah, doing what you can do, taking some steps in the right direction is, is huge. It's also important to reframe things and to serve other people. It's easy, I think, to wallow in our own grief in a time like this in particular, but there are others out there who have it harder than we do. And I think it's important, right, that we give ourselves the ability to be honest, like we said earlier. We're not trying to minimize your situation by reframing things, but by reframing and considering what's good about where you are, that can improve your current outlook and can help manage some of those anxieties, right? And so so helping those in your community, your, your neighbors, People are in the hardest situations right now. That'll give you a sense of purpose in hard times like this. It's almost like counting your blessings, basically. Even though you might have it hard, there are certainly people out there who have it even harder than you. And so acknowledging what is good is so helpful uh, right now. Yeah, certainly, man. You know, by reframing your situation and serving others, that might allow you to maybe even completely flip your perspective, right? And that's when you'd realize that you've actually got it pretty good. Another thing that we'd recommend for folks to do is to make sure that you have some time set aside to work on these money-related issues. Sometimes the anxiety that we feel towards our money, like that can build because we haven't created a rhythm for handling budgeting or maybe expenses, bill paying, things like that. Because we don't pay much attention, there's this sort of, you know, this nagging sensation in the back of our minds all the time. I, I like to think of it as this kind of constant drip. So if you can create weekly calendar space to deal with, you know, these regular money tasks, then it will help to curb that nagging feeling 
that you have throughout the week because you know that you'll get it handled at the appropriate time. Yeah, and you can still watch Tiger King at the appropriate time too, <laughs> if that's what you're into. That's twice now that you've mentioned that. Have you been watching? No, nah, so we watched the first episode and I was like, I can't keep going with this. I can't do it. I know it's everybody's obsession, but it's uh, a little... Well, it was like a month ago, I feel like. <laughs> We're a little behind the time. That's so. a good point. Yeah, we are, we are a little uh, late on the uptake on that one. Okay, well, on that note, so during the quarantine, you know what Kate and I have actually been doing? Oh, what? A little rabbit trail that we're going down here, but we have watched some of the Marvel movies, right? But we've never been able to really piece them all together because we're not super uber nerds. But we're fixing that. (laughs) (laughs) One of our friends posted this infographic, uh, and it shows all of the Marvel movies, and specifically the order that you're supposed to watch them in. Uh, And it's not based on the order that they came out, but it's the order that these events transpire. Oh, it's the chronological. The Marvel comic universe. Gotcha. Or no, it's Marvel Cinematic Universe. I got to get that right. Otherwise, I'm going to lose my cred. <laughs> but the but the MCU, and we've really been enjoying it. You know, a lot of folks might think this is kind of silly, right? Because it's superheroes. <laughs> but uh, man, we have really found it enjoyable in this time where we're kind of, we are inundated by the news and just the, the harsh realities that we're being faced with. But, you know, we're talking about making sure that we're taking care of our financial business. But that's something that we've done. We, we have the calendar alerts set. We, you know, we have dedicated times that we have meetings. We have processes that we go through when it comes to communicating about our money. And so that allows us to take Friday night and make sure that we watch a movie and for it to feel like the weekend because all the days feel the same. Let's just be honest, okay? <laughs> you can guilt-free do it. Exactly. If, 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 exactly. You've, if you've already had those other things in place. Totally, man. That's awesome. All right, nerd. Well, let's move on. <laughs> so another, I think, thing that can help people as they're dealing with money anxiety is to talk to someone else. Sometimes we're just anxious, right? Because we, we feel the need to be heard. And talking to a friend or partner can, can help us get our concerns on the table, can help us kind of put some of those anxieties in the light. And sometimes they just need to face the light of day, right? And that alone can help us feel better as someone walks alongside us in our anxieties. And Matt, too, we mentioned that there are other resources. Well, there are some free mental health resources that USA Today documented. We'll put a link to that uh, in the show notes. But there are also discounts to popular apps like Talkspace and BetterHelp right now. Other times, though, we, we need expert advice from someone who knows what they're talking about, right? It's not necessarily just telling a best friend, well, you actually know what you're talking about, Matt. So telling a best friend would be helpful in that situation. <laughs> but other people, maybe their best friend doesn't know a whole lot about money. So it's not super helpful. Well, that's what's great about not-for-profit credit counseling. You'll have the ear of someone who cares and can legitimately help you. NFCC.org is one of the websites you know you and I have recommended that people go to for not-for-profit credit counseling. And actually on Monday's episode, this coming Monday, we're going to talk with a friend who works in a credit counseling organization. His name's Thomas Nitsche, and, and he'll have some really helpful information to share, especially if you are suffering from debt. And if it's debt that's causing a lot of your money anxieties right now, I think that's going to be a great episode, Matt. I can't wait to share that one with everybody. Another recommendation that we have is to compare less. Comparison is the enemy of personal progress. And so we would recommend you not to do that. Do not compare your life to those around you. Comparing our situation to those around us, like that's going to inevitably lead to more anxiety. And when we do that, we're often holding up a false reality. You know, like the facade of our friends' lives, like from our vantage point, it's not the reality of what they are actually dealing with. A lot of us like to share our lives, the, the better part of our lives on social media, right? Like whether that be on Facebook or on Instagram. But believe me, do not believe those Instagram lies. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody knows that that is just the, the highlight reel is, is often how it's touted. 
but it's hard to remind ourselves of that in the moment when you're kind of sit there stuck at home, you know, doing whatever it is that you're trying to avoid doing because you're on your phone on Instagram or something like that. Or you're up in the middle of the night with a crying baby <laughs> scrolling through Instagram and you're like, I hate these other people. Yes. Why exactly. are their lives so good? Well, the good news, at least, though, is that people aren't you know posting pictures of themselves climbing some beautiful mountain or, <laughs> or, or on, you know, some exotic vacation because people aren't doing that quite as much. But regardless, uh, it's easy to envy uh, somebody else's life, regardless of what you're currently going through. You know, like you might see their perfectly decorated home and all their houseplants that they have because they're spending all their time now at home. And you think, oh man, all my houseplants look like they're dying. <laughs> and all those houseplants look great. That idealized life can take all different forms, especially given the, the time that we're in now. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes it's something really small that kind of can take root just as we see kind of how somebody else is living life and we're jealous of it. And that can have, yeah, just a big impact on how anxious we start to feel, especially when it becomes like a possession arms race, which is always unhelpful. Yeah. But yeah, another important thing to do to combat money anxiety is to take baby steps. We mentioned just a little bit ago, doing what you can do. Well, Rome wasn't built in a day and working towards the elimination of money anxiety overnight is going to also prove fruitless for you. So we would suggest that you do as much as you can to accumulate a series of small victories and then enjoy those wins. Uh, then come back for more, right? So like a 1% increase in your 401k allocation, that's a big win. Just sitting down and creating that budget or eliminating one bill from your life because you decided you didn't need it anymore. You didn't need that monthly bill in your life. You didn't need the service. Well, that is a win and you should celebrate it. And so those baby steps can be huge. Another one would be like hitting that $2,467 in an emergency fund, right? That's another win. And all of those things really do help to quell those money anxieties that, that easily rear their head. And uh, it's it's like whack-a-mole, man. You can pop them down as you do start to accomplish some of those baby steps that are that are really meaningful. Well, Joel, you just mentioned that emergency fund, right? That $2,467. Let's go ahead and highlight that though, because uh, man, that is hyper practical. Like that is something that all of us can do regardless of the stage of life that we're in if we do not already have an emergency fund set up. Because let's be honest, without some you know, financial margin in our lives, it's going to be really hard for us to completely stave off these money anxieties. When you don't have margin, when you don't have uh, a cushion between you know, when your life looks good and when, you're, when your life looks bad, well, then you're going to constantly be flipping from good to bad, good to bad, good to bad, right? Yeah, if you're um, always centered around that bank balance at close to zero and you're not sure if you're going to face a withdrawal penalty because you took out too much more than you had. Yeah, that's a that's a really anxiety-inducing state to live in. Yeah, essentially, you want to give yourself some breathing room when it comes to your finances. And so actually funding that emergency fund, uh, that cushion uh, that you know you need, can that can go a long way to actually alleviating some of the anxiety that you feel towards your money. Yeah, for sure. Getting that e-fund is a huge first step. It, it creates that margin and it makes it far less likely that you're going to be living on that anxious edge of the financial precipice. So yeah, Matt, I, I mean, anxiety and worry, they have a place in our lives, right? There is a necessary human benefit to enduring anxiety. Neither anxiety nor worry are wholly bad in and of themselves. And in fact, they're, they're kind of basic human instincts. But many of us live with them as constant companions and they seem to infiltrate every single area of our life. And money is one of them in which they can rear their ugly head the, the most. And that is not what they're meant to do. And you can develop a positive relationship with money. You can kind of flip the script. You can change things around. You can get rid of the constant nagging anxieties that plague you. It, it's going to take some proactive measures, some intentionality, but in the end, taking steps 
to reduce the anxiety in your life, will improve your mental health, and it will ensure that you end up saving more and interact with money issues in a much more positive way. So hopefully this episode was able to give people some insight into kind of what causes financial anxiety and then some practical steps to be able to at least partially rid themselves of some of those anxieties uh, that, that are plaguing them. Because yeah, I know so many more people are feeling financially anxious right now, and I hate hearing that. Yeah, man. So many of us are, are dealing with these anxieties. And I think that's what's important as well to note is that if you are feeling this, if you have these emotions, you're not alone. And so again, hopefully, yeah, you're able to find some direction and some help from this episode. All right, buddy, let's go ahead and steer back to the beer that we had on this one. We shared a sour opal. This is an American wild ale by Firestone Walker Brewing Company sent to us by our buddy Josh. What were your thoughts on this one, buddy? Yeah, man. So I thought this one was, of course, very tasty. I love me a good wild ale. And Firestone Walker has been making some really good ones in recent years. This one has a lot of similarities to some of my favorite Belgian goozes. A goose is kind of this beer that is aged for different lengths of time. And then it's blended together to make just this fantastic oak aged concoction of a beer. It's tart, it's complex, and it's funky. And and so this one in particular just really had a lot of those flavors going on, which that's one of my all-time favorite beer styles. And I feel like Firestone Walker hit the nail on the head with this one. It's a really delicious take on that style. There's some nice oak flavors coming through to go along with that tartness and a little bit of sweetness. So yeah, man, I really, really enjoyed this one. Nice. I'm glad you like this one, man, because I definitely did as well. We, we poured it. And it was this kind of blonde color. So I guess technically you could call it a blonde sour. But this was so good. It had that perfect balance between like the first thing I noticed was this kind of sweet candied apricot sort of flavors going on. Mm. But that coupled with the uh, the bright acidity uh, with it being a sour kind of added some balance and some nuance to it. But then on top of that, you mix in the toasted woody kind of barrel notes. I read on the bottle too, it, it said there's like a hint of toasted coconut as well, which I feel like you could totally pick up on. And so it rounds itself out with all these sort of flavor points. And it does it so stinking well. Like earlier, you know, we we're talking about making sure that you stay healthy, like kind of maintain balance in your own life and make sure you don't go in one direction like too hard, too heavy. I feel like this is like the perfect beer example. <laughs> like the Sour Opal is so balanced in all these wonderful aspects uh, that bring just so much flavor. Uh, and they just do it so well. Man, Firestone Walker, like they remind me of Cascade uh, as well as The Brewery. It seems like a lot of these West Coast breweries just have fantastic American wild barrel-aged wild beers programs going on. And so I'm glad we got to share this one. I would have much preferred to have had my very own uh, <laughs> bottle of this one instead of sharing it with you. But yeah, glad we got to have this one on the show, buddy. Yeah, man, it was delicious. You know what? I'd rather share with you than have my own though. <laughs> so unselfish. <laughs> really? You would rather have half of a good beer than one of your own very good beer? Well, I do like drinking a, a beer with a good friend, but no, I lied. I would take it. I'm just trying to make you look bad. Because <laughs> we're drinking the exact same thing, you know, that like one of ours isn't tainted, I guess. <laughs> well, it's certainly better to share one than to not have one at all. That's true. But all right, man, I think that is going to be it for this episode. Uh, listeners can find our show notes up on the website at howtomoney.com. We'll have some links there to some of the information, some of the resources uh, that we mentioned today. Yeah, for folks that are listening who have been listening for a while, well, we would really appreciate it if you leave a five-star review on iTunes if you like our show. And you know what? If you have some constructive criticism to share, well, you can go to howtomoney.com slash do better and drop us a line. And you know what? Matt and I read all those emails and they really help us hone the show to be better. So we, we really do appreciate your feedback if you uh, go to the website and leave some for us. Yeah, we want to do better. Yeah, we do. All right, man. Well, that's it. So until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Upswell Marketing would like to remind listeners that most people don't belong to two gyms. They don't see two dentists or trust two auto repair shops. So when customers choose your small business over your competitors, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. And in fact, that formula and media mix has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. And new customers receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. Hey, it's Matt here for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan, though the kids prefer the the mango lemonade. It's organic, it's non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. Just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.